0: to the Brain Candy Podcast. It's real nice that you sang that little intro like that. You know why I did that? Why did you do that, (laughs) Susie? (laughs) Today we're talking about music. Music. I'm really excited. You love music. I do. I have so much to say, but I'll try to make it concise. Now, I think there are people who hear music differently
1: and who hear it and it does more for them. And I think you're one of those people who is more affected by music.
0: Why? What do you think, like, what, why do you think that would happen? Have you ever, well,
1: I've, like, dated a couple people who, like, I they'll listen to a song with me, we'll be listening to the same song, and they're like, don't you hear this part and yeah. this part? And you, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> tune that I want to dance to. <laughs> but, like, I like Justin Bieber. I don't care about the deep intricacies <laughs> of the, you know, melodies and da-da-da. But there are people who I think yeah. hear each part of the music and can separate the instruments can separate the whatever. And I think maybe you're one of those people.
0: Yeah, I definitely do think that. And I used actually said something to me one time when we were in Brazil that I've since thought about and think it's true, which is I was singing a song and you go like all exasperated. How come? How come Christians are always such good singers? Oh, the, I said I want to draw a <laughs> Venn diagram
1: of, like, Christians and people who can sing well. And there's a lot of overlap.
0: And I, I think... Also you, women who are chunky, but that
1: I, <laughs> I, I will probably get some heat for. But.
0: Well, maybe, though, because it does come from your diaphragm. Oh, yeah. And so if you have more um, room to grow there, it could be a powerhouse. Oh, like opera singers. Like Aretha, I mean, man. Not, you know. If she were super skinny, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, and Adele. But I do think that when you grow up w- with a musical religion,
1: ah, oh, yeah, then you
0: associate it with this really spiritual experience. Because when I get a song on that I love, it to me feels the same as when I grew up in church. That's
1: so beautiful. <laughs> Music is great like yeah. that.
0: There's something
1: deep uh, that it's doing.
0: Yeah. Do you know about that? I <laughs> Tell I me. do. Well, like when you go to a concert. Um, like a religious studies folks call what you, like I went to a U2 concert and I do not even really love U2, but it was such a unifying experience mm-hmm. that the crowd becomes like one and we call it collective effervescence mm-hmm. when you have this almost yep. high, yep. I'm sure people have it at sporting events and other yep. like big group events. Yep. But for me, it's like concerts and music and when even like the symphony and you get like, I have chills right now. Oh, like yeah. it's like, oh, I feel God. It's really beautiful. Yeah,
1: I I absolutely know that feeling though. I just went to Austin City Limits last weekend. Yeah, and I bawled during the Florence and the Machine See? performance. You had a spiritual experience. And I felt experience. like one. Uh, like everybody's heart was beating at the same time at that. Yeah, you know? and I was just so beautiful, and I was just freaking. You were moved. Moved. And then yeah. I was like trying to cover it up. And, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah. And, you know, of course, what, you know, in the soundtrack of a movie, it, it um, evokes emotion when you hear certain uh, musical mm. styles that you know what to expect as the viewer. And it's just, just an important part of our lives, right? Uh, well, and you married a sound guy, which kind <laughs> of. I kinda... married a sound guy. Uh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Well, so. You didn't think of that. That's like... not I didn't put that together. <laughs> Um, but so lately I've been really bothered by... Um, I Okay, so you know when you get a song stuck in your head?
1: Yeah, they call it an earworm.
0: Yes. And I thought... So everyone gets earworms now and then, but there's never a time when a song is not playing in the background of my mind and I have chronic earworms. <laughs> so like for some Carl. people they can get... It to go away and then that's it and they just think normal thoughts. Like while we're talking right now, there is a song what playing. What song? In my head. It's Walking in Memphis. But I'm really oh. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it because I just happened to hear it on The Voice oh, the other day. Oh, that's great! And I don't God, want it in there. Oh. I do not want it and I can't get
1: it out. Well, it's replacement therapy with what? You got to listen to another song. I'd
0: try some Justin Bieber. But it's it, it wouldn't matter what song it was because Walking in Memphis with trumpet. No, oh. it's just that I don't want there to always be a song. I want to but be what's so normal. what's with that? Sometimes it's like it, when you're laying in bed, it, you just want oh, peace. Yeah. I never have peace in my mind. Oof. Do you feel... Sometimes I feel like there's two
1: tracks playing. There's like a a regular thought track, and then there's like a background track of music that's on there, and that one I can't get rid of. Like, Do you have thoughts. M- earworms all the time? Oh, yeah. I do. I mean, often, but not all the time. Not... Yeah. I just have incessant chatter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yours is just talking. Mine's just talking. It's <laughs> just hmm. more annoying. Um, I think a lot of people just sort of have a, a peaceful mind. Well, now I got walking in Memphis stuck in my head. It's awful. Ugh. But I mean, the it, song's- earlier today it was um, Who Let the Dogs Out. Okay.
1: That would be horrible. <laughs> now, here's what I do get, which is I tend to sing what I'm doing like when I'm around other people yeah. I mean kid forget it when I have a child right. I'm going to be like a Von Trapp family member <laughs> but I sing what I'm doing even jokingly and my husband does it too we both do it so then I'll get whatever the song that I just made up about the thing stuck in my head so my own song so That's it's like absurd a, I love it Yeah a put in the creamer in the Oh you know what one is okay I did a I did an Instagram post of uh, I was making some juice one day, and there was a little face in the juice. And I so I started singing a wiggly face in my juice. And now that stupid wiggly face in my juice song is stuck in my head weekly, like <laughs> at least one day in the week.
0: A wiggly face in my juice. You're a joyful. That's face why. In my juice. You, <laughs> you have a lot of joy, and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, exuberance. I don't need any juice songs. But. <laughs> well, so I was looking up earworms to discover if I could get rid of this problem because it's keeping me up and stuff. Oh, no. And I read that it's associated with OCD and depression. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) You baited me with that answer. The louder it is, so like in the nighttime, because it's not always as loud. Right, right, right. I can imagine. Then it can be really um, intrusive. Now,
1: we discussed in a previous episode... what happens when something goes from a fixation to an obsession. And mm. I think that's what's happening in your head.
0: Yeah, it sucks. You're I've always had it though, as long as I've been it, aware. So
1: you're fixating on it and now you can't get it. Now it's even worse.
0: Yeah. And so when you're struggling with depression and stuff, then it increases, which I think oh. is going on and I'm not impressed. But <sighs> I mean, what can you do? Well, what do could they be worse. I'm curious. There isn't one. That's the most depressing statement (laughs) ever. Some people can um, decrease it with OCD meds, but I don't have like true OCD. OCD. This is just like considered an intrusive thought in the same way that some people think I need to clean that or I need to lock the doors again. This is a musical version of that. That's
1: not the worst.
0: No, it's not thing
1: to have playing in the back of your head. No,
0: but it is curious, and I'm like fascinated by it. I read this book recently called "This Is Your Brain on Music: The Science of Human Obsession." Oh, cool! That was a great book. It's by Daniel Levitin. And then I'm waiting to read this other book called "The Song Machine: Inside the Hit Factory." That is interesting. Yeah,
1: because I think there is a factory for. I think there you can is. We're totally going to talk about it, Tara.
0: It's very exciting. <gasps> <laughs> but um, some of the things I wanted to talk about were how like historically, um, I need to stay close to the mic or my husband's going to go mad. Historically, um, we're amateurs people, people just expected everyone to sing that song was just like talking in a part of life and you didn't have to be an expert in order to do it. And now at least in Western cultures, we have this expectation of like, you're a singer. I am not. And so they get to experience it and we're just listeners. And that's a bummer. Yeah. That's I guess I want sad. everyone to sing. Yeah, Lift up their voice and don't, song. Don't you think that people...
1: Oh, oh gosh, I have so many questions. Yeah.
0: Question number one.
1: <laughs> Do you think you're either born a good singer or not, and that you can train somebody to be a good
0: singer, or you just... You can improve. You can improve singing. Yeah, you can improve people's pitch and like, um, the understanding of music, but it, it's kind of like you talked about with sports. Yeah. You're probably not going to be a professional. But that's okay. Yeah. You can learn to carry a tune, I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: I. I, That's a tough one because I cannot. What? I don't think I could sing. You just did. I sang about a wiggly face. But it wasn't out of tune. Okay, that's reassuring. Once my little brother told me I was tone deaf and it felt like a dagger to my soul. I was like, I'm Wait, never singing a note. If I
0: sing a note, can you match it? We'll try. Oh, let's try. Okay, okay. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. It's not like we're gonna do a song. I'll just do okay. one note. Okay. And you can I'm try so and... nervous. Okay, go. Uh, uh That was good. Okay, that was, You're that was good. You're not tone deaf okay, a good. true tone deaf person would be like wouldn't uh, be sure of where that note was. Okay, okay, okay. Wonder why he said that to
1: you. Because he's a dick. And He can <laughs> sing the rest of my family are really great singers. My mom was like off Broadway performer. She Get sings. Out of here. Yeah, my mom can sing very well. My brother Jordan can sing amazing. So he was just like, Ugh, you're an idiot. You can't sing. And I was just like, I don't know, busting out Mary had a little lamb. Like
0: I really did not and, know that.
1: Yeah, but I'm sorry. Your whole family I know can sing. Because <laughs> it's a requirement. We're like for the being.
0: Partridge family. Yeah. Mm, how do you know that? Because I just know,
1: because I have never met, I have yet to meet a family that grew up in the church that cannot sing.
0: Yeah. Never, ever happened. Last week when we talked about how I never joined a sports team because we were poor and stuff, my mom did value music, so Mm. she did pay for lessons. And so I did piano lessons for years, and then I did French horn lessons for years, and now I do banjo. But... I mean,
1: about as cool as it gets.
0: It's so fun. For me, it really is cathartic. Susie plays the banjo, people. (laughs) I'm not good yet, but in 10,000 hours, I am going to be amazing. (laughs) Achieving
1: a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: Do you think music is important in the same way sports are? Crucial. I know that music
1: increases cognitive ability and helps with science and mathematics. And if you are a child who plays an instrument, you will pick up other things faster.
0: Yeah. Well, because doesn't it like light up parts of your brain? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a lot of, um, I think the, the
1: goal uh, state of mind that we all enjoy the most and we're all trying to achieve is the flow, that feeling of being fully engaged in whatever you're doing, almost to the point where you lose track of time, where you lose, a sense of self really and you are just in the moment and that happens with musicians anybody who plays music they yeah. just get in that zone and artists all that stuff so i am really envious of musicians who can just mm-hmm. like jam out on the guitar for like an hour
0: yeah and i think it does take them away and it, it is um a form of therapy and yes. musical therapy is so important for many people and like sometimes you hear about folks that either they're in a coma or they're just not well and then certain music is played for them and it has a healing effect
1: i just read an article on my favorite website i fucking love science.com that's iflscience.com (laughs) on how music can help relieve chronic pain and we know this to be true and now we just didn't ever use it in uh chronic like long-term pain we did it for short we we knew this for like quick pain, you know, short I don't know what they call that. Yeah. But now we are using it in this chronic long term treatment of pain. And yeah. I think that it's great. And it's you know to so, you
0: know you can almost kinda of self soothe
1: with music.
0: Well, whenever you listen to that weird stuff you listen to at bedtime. Oh yeah, ASMR. Is it ever musical or not? Yeah, well oh. by our buy
1: by our Biurnal beats I can't even remember. no, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Um, but they are tones that are the same frequency that your brain, like your different waves that I think they're called like beta waves. But when your brain is releasing certain a different kind of frequency like you're falling asleep, it matches those tones. And if you listen to it right before I mean, it puts you in another state for sure. My husband can't listen to it. He says it like freaks him out. It's like too intense cuz you really can go into almost like a hypnotic state oh, with wow. these tones.
0: It's like a trance. Yeah.
1: Hm. Let me see if I can pull up. I'm going to see if I can pull up a sample of it and play what it sounds like. But keep <laughs> while going. You, yeah, while the- you
0: were doing that, while you're doing that, I was we talked in the last episode about that 10,000-hour rule, mm-hmm. and they talked about he talked about it in this is your brain on music where people talk about I guess it was Mozart. Mm -hmm. or Beethoven that was writing symphonies at the age of nine. And someone said, you know, how could he, he didn't put in 10,000 hours yet. He's only nine. How do you account for that? But I think everybody, he, he argues, everyone agrees that writing a symphony at a young age is amazing, but it's probably not a very good symphony. uh, (laughs) The the ones we love are what he wrote when he was older. right? And that, you know, he did need to put in the time and practice and stuff.
1: But, you know, that 10,000 hours is like an average. Yeah. You know, there could be people who never learn it after 25,000 hours, and there can be people who get it, who just are born with uh, a perfect pitch. Yeah. He absolutely... I guarantee has perfect pitch i'm
0: jealous of people that have that oh,
1: me too it's amazing that not the coolest mm-hmm. I, I mean any kind of savants yeah i'm upset obs- i just think it's the most fascinating thing yeah we climate. got
0: ripped off in because the it savant shows department
1: the, the uh potential of the human mind yeah. and how we are so not living up to that Mm-hmm. so
0: but like when i would be in uh symphony and you know you have to tune your French horn. Yes. And there was an expectation that you Sounds play like a, a note.
1: To the French <laughs> horn. I was tuning
0: my French horn. <laughs> in my school. Um, and you play a note, and then you're expected to know is it sharp, flat, and adjust oh. your tubes. Your tubes. <laughs> yeah, I you love have it. to adjust them to account for that. And sometimes I would just fake it because I'd be like, I don't know. You know, it's hard, it's especially really hard. when you're under you pressure everyone's staring at you and you're like, um, I'm just going to pretend to move my tube. I did that a lot. <laughs> you fake moved Because I your don't tube? have perfect pitch. Sometimes the um, conductor would say, you're flat, and then I'd move it, but I wouldn't. Wow.
1: You know, now that is a real yeah. skill to yeah. be able to pick out the person who's...
0: I think that's a 10,000 hour thing. Because wow. when you know notes... You don't need someone to tell you you're sharp or flat. You can just sort of, even if it's a m- small amount, they know. Because I
1: always watched the conductor just waving his arms in front. Go, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs>
0: they have, no, they do. They were very helpful. But I guess they are. They set the pace. They can speed it up or slow it down. Every time you play, it's different. Let me see if this came in up. In a way, just it just occurred things. to me that symphony, being in a symphony is like being on a team. So maybe I am mean, a team player. See? Sarah. There you go. <laughs> and it's the same thing. You get rewarded.
1: You have the first seat like that's right
0: it, it's yeah. the exact same thing yeah
1: and you get an ovation if you have a solo that's great which is the exact same as somebody cheering out some stupid chant when you score a goal it's just way dorkier <laughs> what, there you go
0: in the band but uh,
1: oh speaking of band people that's mm. a whole topic i wasn't in, in the itself. marching band not that i those people judged, are freaks but... and i don't mean freaks like <laughs> freaks like weirdos i mean like They were the ones who were doing it way before everybody else. They were the ones who were, like, doing all the crazy stuff. Like, you know, I was barely holding hands, and they were like...
0: This one time at Bandcamp. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a real thing. They were the way wilder ones. They just, like, founded their own tribe and were like...
0: My marching band, I don't think they were that way. Oh,
1: my God. I just remember in high school, those people just being like...
0: They were wacky.
1: They were all with the... They were like the... Are they they formed their are the own people subculture. people who grew up and became furries and bronies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that's the case? Do you think that it's something about having a musical brain that then makes you attracted to more nerdy stuff? Or what? Or is it being, you know, culture? Uh, it, the culture of band is seen as nerdy. Question. I don't know. Like what follows what?
1: Because it does seem like a...
0: Because they're not athletic, right? Right. But... They're usually smart. Yeah. And why do, athlete, why do athletic people, like, hmm. I don't know. I yeah. have no answer for this. But I w- I couldn't bring myself to be in marching band. Plus, when you play French it horn, it's a like different... just seems like carrying
1: around an instrument would be, like, real horrible.
0: By the way, this is off topic, but we did a... I think it was our first episode, and I said that I had never lost an argument with my husband yeah. and then my friend Matt texts me and he goes, I remember an argument that you lost. (laughs) And it was this one time when Adam and I were in a fight and I still have my French horn and it's kind of bulky and it gets in the way. (laughs) And um, he one time was trying to think of like the meanest thing he could say to (sighs) me. And he goes, why don't you move your tuba? (laughs) And like, what more insulted because the French horn is so elegant yeah. and classy and like the tuba is so not right. and I was like oh, ew, I didn't even have a comeback <laughs> Man, that's true love when you know
1: that a tuba comment is going to be really what gets your wife <laughs> heated up that's love it is not a it tuba it is not a tuba
0: <laughs> so so I lost that argument you lost that one thanks for reminding me Matt Neroni that's really really funny <laughs>
1: So I think I've successfully pulled up this music.
0: let's hear it. But
1: now I don't hear anything.
0: Where's the sound?
1: Oh, it's buffering.
0: In the meantime, I will talk about how... What I want to talk about is this book, The Song Machine. So I bought it because I read an article in Atlantic, which is my favorite. And they were talking about how pretty much every song that you hear on the pop charts is written by like five... Um, Scandinavian white guys. What? Yeah, the most famous is Max Martin, and he writes like what pretty songs? much every song that you would get in your head from Katy Perry to Pink to Kelly Clarkson in sync. Right now, his is a, "I can't feel my face." Oh my god! <laughs> I just saw them. Yeah, weekend. Yes. Yeah,
1: and that is the most catchy song.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's "Bad Blood" Taylor Swift. Yeah. The shake. Oh, it. Whoa, whoa! We got What's commercial spike. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Shake it off by all the Taylor Swift 1989 songs yes. are Max Martin, and basically, like he writes it. All of them. And they say that um, change a word, you get a third. So if you change one word, you, you're Taylor Swift, change a word, you get a third of the writing credit. So you're so Max Martin, Taylor oh, Swift, whatever.
1: So he'll, ri- he'll, he'll write it them all up. Beyonce. Just change one word. Yeah. And she gets it. There. Yeah, because oh.
0: they'll make a deal. like Right. But so go ahead with your song and then I'll get okay, back into it. Okay, let's see
1: if it if it, you know, just to give people a sample of what these. Oh, yeah. Put
0: it up to your mic.
1: Yeah, I will. Okay, it's starting right now.
0: This is weird. What's happening? Can you hear those? Yeah, I can hear it. What so is it, though? These are the, bionic- the beats oh that my I listen God. to when I fall asleep. It's like the same frequency as your...
1: This seems like a cult. <laughs> cult music. Well, okay, so that, that's. I think that's another thing that's really interesting. Now... You can get into. I think that there's a reason that music has always been a part of religion and those kind of things because I think people are more susceptible to believing certain things when they are uh, in a certain state, and that music can induce that state. Yeah, that's
0: exactly. Yes, what you're, you're right, Sarah. I fact, <gasps> look at that. Let me speak to your point. Great. Very smart of you. Um, okay, so for a while. The Catholic Church banned music that contained polyphony, more than one musical part playing at a time, Mm -hmm. fearing that it would cause people to doubt the unity of God. And they also banned the musical interval of an augmented fourth, the distance between C and F sharp, and also known as a tritone. It's the interval in Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story when Tony sings, Maria. That? I got chills. I bizarre that you'd it's the interview interval was considered so dissonant that it must have been the work of Lucifer
1: well it gives me the chills just thinking about it so maybe when you did that yes
0: it was that it was pitch that had the medieval church in an uproar and um, it was Timber Tim wait what's the proper word Mm Timber that got Dylan booed anyway it's like what you're saying is correct that there's it's so powerful that you know it can We we can manipulate people. Right. And then when the church does something, you got to look at it. Right.
1: Because that's
0: what I think this whole hit factory, I mean, who knows? Yes. So like the hit factory, basically they'll sell, they can sell a beat. So the same beat was used, let me see if I can find it, in two songs that you would know, but you'd never know they were the same beat and that that's okay because you can only sue for Plagiarism or whatever, when it's the melody. So like the mm. um, oh no, you want it? What's that song called? Oh, blurred lines. Yeah, blurred lines. That's why they got in trouble because they took the melody from well, Marvin Gaye. They should get in trouble
1: because those freaking lyrics are just <laughs> perpetuating rape culture, and I hate that song. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they
0: so, stole Marvin. Yeah, they they got yeah, sued they for stealing. Give it up, give it up, which is yeah. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, and it's you know infectious and catchy. And, no wonder um, I liked that see, song. Because
1: Gotta Give It Up is the best.
0: Yeah. So <sighs> they'll sell these, now. the beats and the whatever. Okay, so the same beat, for instance, can be heard beneath Beyonce's Halo, you know that yeah. song? And Kelly Clarkson's Already Gone, hits released within four months of each other in 2009. Uh huh. Um, you probably didn't notice or care, but you're, because you, they know these writers, yeah. they brains like similarities so they they do it on purpose yeah because if you prefer something and then you hear it again you'll without knowing it your brain knows it but you don't know it that you like them because they're similar and why do we like repetition
1: in music right there's some there's another one of the and i didn't even freaking read the whole article i should have but i didn't open it last night but it's about why we like repetition. Mm-hmm. And we do. And yeah. any song like I love... It's any
0: comforting, s- right? It is. Mm-hmm. That's real interesting. So, like they say, they, they have a hit. Once these writers, these guys, these Scandinavian white guys, make these hits, and then they try to sell it, say, to the A-listers. So, mm-hmm. like Britney Spears. And then Britney Spears will turn it down. And then um, they... So, then Rihanna bought Umbrella.
1: Oh, yeah, Brittany I heard had about turned this. it down,
0: and Rihanna bought it. So then it became a, made her a star, really. Wow! And they they prospect for unknowns who they can turn into stars. So all the leftover songs, yeah, they give they, to the unknowns, and then but it's and they won't give interviews. They don't talk about what they do, but everyone knows. How, how? Ugh! I
1: don't like that. Really? Do you like that? Well, so it doesn't I, that make I don't, you feel like it's just. Totally artificial, and you're being fed. That's like the Thomas Kincaid of music, which is like, uh, or the Wyland of music. Just like shit all over the art with it. I guess so. or lithograph, whatever, colored in yourself bullshit.
0: In this, the article that I read about it, it was talking about how the way that the industry is now, where a star's life is so like their celebrity is more all encompassing yes. than it was 50 years ago to expect them to also write these hit songs is unrealistic. Right, It'd be right. like expecting Will Smith to write 13 yes. independence days Correct. every year. That
1: makes that absolutely. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Cause that would be like expecting the actors to write the script.
0: Yeah. And that, that would, they could maybe, but they would probably be crappy mo- movies. Yeah. And so why is there this expectation that the artist should also have to write but we all do it. We all think, well, they don't even write their own songs. Right. You know? But they're they're expected to be so much more. And, like, in Asia, there's more of, like, people accept Yeah, that
1: the... the What do they call the it? K-pop? Right. They're that. I don't know. You don't know about the I don't Korean know pop it's music? It's no. totally called K-pop. And they're these, like, boy bands. Yeah. That are, and girl bands, too, that are huge.
0: They're, yeah. like... Well, there's an actual book that one of those people, the Asian superstars published, it says, here's what you do to be... Right, if you get the, the formula. Yeah, and when you're in this country, you wave this way. Everything is mapped wow. out. Yeah, and so it's absurd to think, oh yeah, and by the way, write 15 hit singles every year. Absurd. And yeah.
1: we also have this... I mean, we did the same thing in the United States. We had The Backstreet Boys and Sync and 90 Degrees. And then we had...
0: Uh, uh, who are the new ones? One Direction. Yeah. I think Max Martin wrote that awesome song. Which one? Uh, I love it. I wanted oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I song anyway. is freaking great. It's a really good one. I don't care what you say. Are you like Justin Bieber. Why oh, are please. you trashing pop music? Not. I li- listen, I, t- I
1: followed Sync to like three different. You did? Yeah. When I was in junior high, I was a serious Sync fan.
0: But do you think that that music is beneath you in some way? No. Or worse? No. Oh, okay. I, I think you were saying that. I No, I don't think it's
1: worse. I think you just have to be aware. It's like anything. It's the same way I enjoy...
0: Dunkin' like, Donuts.
1: Yeah, or like trashy movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that a... Yeah, I fucking hate romantic comedies, but maybe there's one out there I like. But I know that that's a... There's a real, like, m- formula for that as mm-hmm. well. And I, you know, so I'm not going to pretend that I'm, like, all above.
0: But it's not high art.
1: Right. I agree. Which is the same reason why I really love people like Florence and the Machine or, like, these more alternative, you know, people who do write their own stuff. Yeah. Ever and ever. Or, like, Fiona Apple. like
0: Somebody said, you know, that's. I forget how you say his name, but the guy that sings that "Take Me to Church," yeah, yeah, um, whatever that guy's name is, he wrote his whole album, and it was kind of being celebrated at the last Grammys because it was like, wow, well, he actually wrote his whole album, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. And but it is so rare. Uh, who's the other one? Beck, I think Beck, he like Beck, is an
1: on. Un- I've went to I think maybe three of his shows before. And I think he is an unbelievable Why
0: is he a freaking artist. Scientologist?
1: He's a... No, he's not.
0: He is. <gasps> Doesn't that shock Downgraded. you? Because he seems so smart.
1: He's so smart.
0: I mean, That's I guess a, a lot of them are oof. smart, but
1: I should, we should say do that. an episode on that.
0: On Scientology? Yeah. I also want to do an episode. Let's let people in on the backstage of how the, <laughs> <laughs> the Brain Candy podcast is made. This is the, the see- Brain Candy Hit Factory. <laughs> I want to do an episode on conspiracy theories. Oh, I love That would be so fun.
1: I love coming conspiracy- up. They're all true.
0: They are. All- <laughs> right? So, remember we- when people are like they're not really
1: listening to you? Then we found out they're really listening to you.
0: Oh. So, so that will be our first all right example. All right.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice.
0: More, more, more. Okay, wait, you okay, 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 wait. So, let me see. I find, I just find, like, um... I like really thought by now in this it.
1: conversation we would have mentioned how you sang on stage with the Beach Boys. <laughs> I can't believe it took us twenty minutes into this podcast.
0: I never would have
1: mentioned it. Why? I for I didn't even think of it. Well, how can I brag about singing on stage with Beck when you don't talk oh my about God, singing you on stage with the Beach Boys? Tell me er, right now. Boys. Well, that was it. I was just at a concert and they, how it they did were happen, like, hey, "You in the front row. Shut come up. up here." So, my friend and I got pulled up and he gave me a tambourine and her little maracas and we sang on stage that what song? Na,
0: na 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 na. I don't know that one. Is that a hit though? Yeah. I think I only know a couple back songs, so it's okay. It's I like only called,
1: the, like, nah, 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 like, that's what it's called, I think.
0: Oh, but, okay, well, so, so it anyways, made it easy to know the words what for What was it. the song
1: that you sang on stage with <laughs> the Beach Boys? Well, which times? <gasps> no, I didn't know it was multiple times. You're but destined did. to be like, I don't know, in I mean, all ladies tribute band. <laughs> the Beach g- Girls, what? I just made a thing. <laughs>
0: Stop being hilarious. <laughs> okay, let me explain first of all. I know that it's weird that I like the Beach Boys because no, although great. I'm old, I'm not that old. Like I'm not I didn't grow up with the Beach right. Boys or anything. But we weren't my in my family, we weren't allowed to listen to secular music. But we were so allowed weird. occasionally to listen to oldies, like uh-huh. sixties, seventies. Yeah. And um, I became really into the Beach Boys. And then I watched a movie about them and I found out so much more about how the music was made, and how I feel, Sarah. Like <laughs> they, in a way, represent me. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so here's Don't why. Giggle at their <laughs> own
1: statement of
0: here's why. <clears throat> so I think on the surface I seem very like bebop and boop and you know like yes, like uh, I'm super blonde, and uh-huh. you know like kind of uh bubbly yep um but beneath that there is a complexity and a bitterness <laughs> yeah and all sorts of like deeper yeah. stuff you know that people might oh, that's not totally suspect. how the
1: beach boys were
0: totally their lyrics are like about girls and cars and the surfing yeah. but the music is symphonic and yeah. complicated and very hard to play they'll change keys throughout you don't even notice it's like amazing didn't
1: one of the Beatles say that the beach, some Beach Boys song is the greatest song ever. Yeah, made.
0: they were they were in competition. Like they, one would put out an album, and then well, the, the Beatles other. are my favorite. Band I of love all time. the Beatles, so it's I nice love that them. you and
1: I both have that.
0: And I think the Beatles are obviously more, you know, of like the obvious. They are more prolific and mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like the sound of the Beach Boys music yeah, of so course. much, and. They would race. So, like, then Pet Sounds came out. And Rolling Stones ranked Pet Sounds the second most influential art or, uh, uh, album of all time. I think the Beatles' White Album?
1: White Album. Maybe it was the first one. one. That's,
0: or, and or Pet Sounds has my favorite song, God Only Knows. I believe yeah. that it is a perfect song. I yeah. believe it is musically perfect you can't hear that song without having a physical reaction i think i
1: mean because i hear the first few notes of that song yeah yeah you have that's a physical like it's incredible something that's more than just you know
0: yeah it's more than just a song yeah and it's perfect then i also love john stamos and he (laughs) plays (laughs) with the beach boys Uh, and uh, anyway so I have gone to two Beach Boys concerts. Both times, I went up on stage. Wait, John Stamos played for the Beach Boys. He still does all the time. He just played here in L.A. with them on the drums.
1: Freaking kidding! Before or after his DUI arrest?
0: After. Now he's sober. He went to rehab. Wow. Yeah, and now he's he played drums at the L.A. That's awesome. Yeah, he loves them. He worships them. And in fact, he did a tweet about how God only knows is the perfect song, and I was like. (gasps) John, stole my heart. I mean, I just love him. But anyway, yeah. So you know how the Beach Boys were on Full House a couple times? Yeah. That's why, because you like played with them and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But I got up on stage and sang. Um, the first time I sang Surf in USA. Then on the second show, I went up three different times. I danced oh my with Mike Love, the You're singer. full and full backup. He did then. Surfer Girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> how and old were you? Um, the first time I was like 22, and then the last time I was like 32. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. I loved it. And anyway, it's really special. And um, it's like one of those moments where like, you think it's a magical moment. Mm-hmm. And wow, I can't believe I'm singing harmony with my favorite musician. Didn't you feel like that with Beck? Well, no, he wasn't my because I don't have that kind of emotional... You don't have... What if you got on stage to, with Paul
1: McCartney? Oh, I don't think I would be able to stand up. That's what I mean. I don't think I could, like, even... My knees wouldn't work. Because I I just think about, in the same way you love the Beach Boys, like, don't you have songs that are tied to childhood memories mm-hmm. and linked? Like, I couldn't... I can't hear certain songs without crying. Like, mm. I walked down the aisle... No, what part of my wedding was it?
0: You, I think it's when you walked down the aisle to Blackbird. Yes, yeah, it
1: was. Well, it was Blackbird. I did. I walked down to an acoustic version or a, a you know musical version, beautiful. instrumental version of Blackbird, and I was like choking back mm-hmm. the tears. Not just because it was my wedding, but because it's the song was like. Means so much to me. And so if I got up there with somebody who played that, I mean, I'm crying at Florence the Machine. I can't believe you What won't were like...
0: you crying about? Because it just
1: felt like happy tears. Like, don't you ever get like overwhelmed with just moved by something and it kind of makes you like it's so beautiful, you just have to cry.
0: Yes, in fact, you, I should tell you, I was watching a movie on the plane, Inside Out. <gasps> Everybody has told me to see that. They're like, <laughs> you have to see that movie. Because I saw that one of your friends said that you reminded them of the Joy character, yeah. and so then I went into the movie like with that in my head, and it was hilarious. Oh, I have to see it. It oh, really it came is out on you. Yesterday, so you have I
1: have to, to see it. I just it. have to buy it. I'll just buy it. It's twenty bucks. I'll just buy it. You need to. Okay, I'm gonna go get it to you I because it is
0: it. you in every way, <laughs> and it is hilarious. <laughs> but the movie was like what you're describing, where. I was on a plane coming back to my family from New York and I miss them so much. I'm so weirdly attached to my, like more than a normal person. No,
1: that's normal. they like, your family. You cannot love them. get okay. enough
0: of them. I need to be with within six inches of them at all time. Oh, and that's so sweet. I, like, I was like, I really thought I better stop crying or they're going to cut me off of my wine. <laughs> that's for real. Because I had only had a glass and I was like, I really want another one. But if I keep crying like this.
1: Suze, let me tell you, I'm with you because I have, I really, really think that in a pressurized cabin, you're more emotional. Because let me tell you, when <laughs> I watch true. a movie on a plane, Landon thinks I'm freaking out of my <laughs> GD mind because I'm either hysterically laughing like it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, or I watched that movie, Big Hero 6, and I cried like you had just shot my dog in front of me. I mean, it's like, would you pull yourself together? You're disrupting the people around us. And he's like, this is a cartoon. No one needs to be crying. What is it that, does I think this. there's something when you're up in that, just like the pressurized cabin and you're putting well, your hands... Well, Landon's head not is, crying like that. I know. It's just it's, you and me, apparently. I just feel it more. If you too experience heightened emotions on airplanes, please <laughs> tweet at us. Well, comment. and I
0: watched Still Alice. That was a big mistake. <gasps>
1: that was the one I... Oh, no. No. No, 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 no. That's the saddest movie I've ever seen in my life. Did you not as somebody who cares a lot about your brain... Just it was horrifying. Horrifying because Hor- she's I a could- professor. No, I couldn't. Because don't you feel like that? I I like related to that about how much I care, how my brain is everything, how I put so much like emphasis. The whole next part of my life is like
0: we. I mean, the movie's about um early <sighs> onset Alzheimer's. If if you haven't seen it, Julianne Moore won a, an Academy Award for she, it.
1: It's great. She should win this one in the next five. I don't even care if she's in the competition. They should just give it to her because she was so. Good. That's the saddest movie I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. So I watched the two of those. Oh, films. forget
1: it. You're you, you're. It's hopeless. You're just. It's. You're,
0: <sighs> it really. Of course, you're crying. Do you feel like after you watched Still Alice, oh God, did you feel changed? Ever. I felt changed. I, I always feel like I've I learned something more.
1: Uh, I would say I learned something about the importance of family. I I learned how that's that security system is. And how much love you can have for somebody to have them completely like deteriorate in front of your eyes and yeah, you, you still care them. about, you lose the yeah. person and mm-hmm. you still be, Oh,
0: and then I wonder, do you think they called it still Alice? Like, cause they, of course she's still Alice, but then it's like stillness, like still, I don't know. Like her, in her, I don't know. I felt like that was significant. That Oof. word. And I was like dying I'm just like, please, one more glass of wine, please. Yeah. Don't cut me off. I would have had like five. I could <laughs> did because I, wa- I
1: also watched the movie On the Plane. Oh my god. I bawled hysterically. Oh! Like, more so than Big Hair 6. <laughs> it's really bad.
0: I just, maybe other people don't we can hear from our viewers. if I would love to hear what movies made people lose their oh, mind like that.
1: Yeah. What movies or what songs make you cry? Yeah. What, or, or laugh like, like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for that to evoke a, an emotion that's yeah. more powerful than anything you can control on the surface.
0: Cause it's different for everybody. Oh, I just realized I couldn't figure out the timing of this. All right. We got to wrap it up. Oh. Um, so I feel like we've learned a lot today. We have. About music and drinking. Hit factory, man. <laughs> <the airplane>. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um but have you never played any music at all? Like I'm sorry, instrument? No. I mean I can like bust out Mary Had Little Lamb
1: on the piano and that's it i'm i did you not want to as a kid no i did want to a i don't have the patience like i like to see results instantly that's why i like art because i put it on the paper i see the you know i don't have any patience for like oil painting or anything and that's why i like sports because yeah. i could physically feel like you know but i hadn't and i have short little stubby fingers oh okay that's the worst yeah it's not helpful <laughs> pretty much know? everything <laughs> French trombone I can't, I can't even hold and I'm left-handed so everything's it's like I'm such a, a hassle to okay. anybody who is giving me the musical instrument you know because I gotta flip it all around and I'm no Jimi Hendrix who can like <laughs> just play it upside down
0: right so all right friends well tell us about your musical tastes and things that made you cry and laugh and we want to hear from you we yeah. love you
1: and give us a review and a shout out on twitter
0: Thanks at for
1: brand candy pod yeah And follow us on Instagram at the Brain Candy Podcast.
0: Let's do it. See you next week. Bye, everybody.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail.